Well, hello. I'm Lainey, also known as Electro Girl, and I'm an advocate for empowering people to get back in the driver's seat of their diagnosis. See, I was diagnosed with epilepsy 30 years ago and basically was never satisfied with hearing from a doctor that pharmaceuticals would be the only approach to controlling my seizures. I just wasn't going to take it. Out of my way, mortal. So I committed many, many years to researching and finding an answer outside of the Western medicine approach to find a more holistic approach in managing and treating my epilepsy and the seizures. The Love Your Diagnosis podcast is a show about exactly that. Each week, we will be looking into the life of someone who has been diagnosed with a condition or illness and has succeeded in managing their diagnosis both in and outside of Western medicine. To start off, we will look at the Western medicine prognosis and approach to dealing with their diagnosis inside the square. Then, we'll dip our toes a little deeper into their story where we talk about other empowering modalities that worked for those people outside of that square. Basically, what put them back in the driver's seat of their diagnosis. So hang around with me while we explore living in and outside the medical square when it comes to loving your diagnosis. Welcome back to the Love Your Diagnosis podcast number three. And today we have Gail Nash, who has been diagnosed with something that I'll let her tell you about because I cannot pronounce it and (laughs) I'll let her do it justice. So welcome, Gail. So happy to have you here. In a nutshell, what was it that you were diagnosed with and how long ago was it? Well, I got diagnosed quite a long time after I experienced the symptoms of what I had, and it is facial neuralgia. We have uh, cranial nerves coming from the back, you know, of our spine up at the top of the cortex there, coming through. There's nine of them, and two of them are trigeminal. A lot of people experience trigeminal neuralgia, and it's never been 100% confirmed that I have both trigeminal and glossopharyngeal neuralgia. It's a difficult one, but I'm very adept saying that word now. So in 2014, symptoms presented. I was experiencing very sharp pain underneath my tongue on the left side. And it usually came in the evening and it went on and on for a while it actually lasted for a good couple of months every single day an episode sometimes in the day this sharp razor-like pain shooting through the base of my tongue um I lived with that and I thought oh this is really odd I have to go to the doctor I have to go to the doctor I didn't, and it went away, which is what it can do. Now I understand. Well, let me stop you there for just a sec and just go back a bit. What was your life like while you were going through these symptoms of the sharp pain and then them going away? And were you living what you would consider a healthy life? Yes, I was. But I have had previously in my life a lot of trauma and stress I don't necessarily need to go into that, but physically it did impact quite severely on me. And I was diagnosed back in 
1989 with chronic fatigue <laughs> and post-traumatic stress. But I had a, an amazing doctor when I moved up to Byron Bay that I, I stuck with him and he worked with me through that. So that's kind of the background of stress on the body that perhaps then this condition resulted from. I love that you said perhaps because, you know, all of this is life experience stuff. So I know myself, before we go into like a lot deeper into your story, I work as a cannabis consultant for people and mostly, mostly you see their conditions stem from trauma that has not been processed in their mental and emotional state. And so they are displaying with lots of physical ailments that perhaps may have stemmed from this trauma. The medical industry are saying now that trauma has an effect on the physical. So that's really good that you've addressed that because um, that's really good for the listeners to know. that. I was very aware at the time that I was diagnosed. I actually uh, was dead on arrival at uh, Mona Vale Hospital um, because I had an ectopic pregnancy and it ruptured and I bled internally for pretty much eight hours. So I was very, I'm very lucky to be here in whatever condition I'm in. I'm very grateful for that. So the symptoms in your tongue and you, you didn't do anything about it and you were just putting it off. It and... went on for, it actually went on, on and off. And I, I'm a tough nut. <laughs> and it was around 2017, Great. 2014. Four years. Oh, <laughs> three years. Three years. I did go to a doctor in that time, my normal GP, and she'd never heard of anything like it. She said, oh, you'll have to go to a neurologist. Oh, okay, okay. And because it would come and go, and in that period of time, I'd Google and I'd learn more and more about this thing that was happening to me. And initially, I just Googled sharp razor light pain under the tongue and and as time went by I got more and more specific in my search engine and you know I was coming up with some really interesting stuff around the condition that I had. So what was the pivotal point for you to go all right I gotta go and actually see someone? Just it just got so severe in 2017 that I did go to another doctor who was a bit more alternate and my original doctor that I had when I moved into the area he'd retired and I could no longer see him and he was amazing because he was a little bit alternate and this guy I'd heard and it was uh, from the health lodge I you know tell you his name because I think he's amazing Dr Marcus Hewitson And he's at the Health Lodge in Byron Bay. He really listened to everything I had to say. This Dr. Marcus put me on the path of diagnostics, of course, and everything was done. Blood tests, MRI scans, and the visit up to uh, Southport to see the neurologist. So did the neurologist get all those tests and then have to make the ultimate diagnosis? Yes, Okay, so then it's handed from the GP to the specialist and the specialist, you're sitting in the office and he tells you these words that I still can't pronounce. Glossopharyngeal neuralgia. That seemed to be what would come up all the time when I put in the symptoms. And he said, oh, I think, you know, it could be a combination of both. I've got neuralgia. Yes, 
and it could be both or one or the other. How did you feel at that moment when you knew that all your searching... Oh, I knew I had it mm. I, even before. I knew that was what would be the diagnosis. because From Dr Google. Dr Google yeah. and my own doctor. He loves Dr Google. So now, you know, you've, you've got this. It's on your medical history now. You've got this. Was, was your first response to that that you wanted to rebel against that decision or were you quite compliant with, okay, well, this is what I've got. accepting because I'd gone from 2014 through to 2018 experiencing the symptoms and then getting the diagnosis formally and being told I would have to go on to medication that's given to people with epilepsy. Right. Which I might add, there's no specific medicine for epilepsy. They haven't actually designed a medication specifically for epilepsy because it's too complicated. So they use a lot of anti-epileptic medications for so many different neurological things. Were you on uh, mood stabilizer ones or? Nothing, um... nothing. Oh no, he, he gave me that. I was on, at that point, I was on vitamin B12 because I discovered you know, yes, the sheath around the nerves are B12 rich. I'll just say that's called the that, myelin sheath. That's M-Y-E-L-I-N, the myelin sheath. Very Thank important. You. So I was taking some things before I went to the doctor and it wasn't working. Uh, Dr. Hewitson, my GP, he suggested craniosacral therapy because he knew I wasn't going to take any uh, medication that was for epilepsy or and when I read up about those drugs it was like oh my god this is shocking all the side effects I was reading there's no way and I was just determined like I said I'm a bit of a tough nut I'm going to crack this I'm going to get this you know it's not going to get me I'm going to be free amazing so from the moment that you got your prognosis, I guess, like this is what you're going to need to take to fix this. In the Western approach, you were just like, not a chance. I'm going to go this way and have a look at what my other options are. Absolutely. In that moment. Very brave. It's a very brave move. Did you have the support of family and friends? Because they're not living it, but what they see is, we just want you to get better. We love you. Yeah. Did you have their support? Interestingly enough, I keep everything like that's my stuff Mm. and yes I did tell I've got two older brothers I did tell them I told my niece I did share a little I just will do everything I can to resolve whatever issue is going on in my life I'll do it myself which is amazing because you kind of have to have a resilience outside of just um, listening to what other people say if you're going to approach your health in a holistic way your body, your choice, which is, we're not going to get into that, but that's a huge thing in the news at the moment. My body, my yes, choice. Yes, it is. I'm so, fully vaccinated, by the way. I don't have any problem with vaccination. Oh, I wasn't even going to go there, but thank <laughs> you. I won't edit that out. All right. So we'll go back then just a, a tiny little step. You've started the B12. What else did you zinc. look into? Zinc yeah. is very good for feeding the nervous system. So I was pretty much just on the B12 and a multi-B from Bioceuticals company, yeah. a really good company. That's what I started. And then once I saw Dr. Hewitson, he was very keen glycinate, which is very easily absorbed and, and is important for our nerve function. All the things that 
are important for our nerve function. That's what I was looking at. But he wanted me to go and try craniosacral therapy because even though it came back from all the scans, there was no impingement on my nerves. Mm. Even the neurologist said, well, it may not appear. So I, I was going once a week for about two months. And? and it was great. <laughs> I loved it, but it had absolutely no effect on the symptoms. Tell me something. Did you ever do a hair analysis test to check for the heavy metals in your system? Was that ever? No, like- I did one of those many years ago. I can't even remember what came up now. But, yeah, I've done, done the hair testing, but didn't do it for this because I felt like the symptoms were so clear. I knew what was going on. Yes, it could have been, hey. We've probably all got heavy metals in our bodies, you know. But, um, yeah, I was more interested at that stage with the doctor going forward into the solution rather than keep going into the diagnostics. Beautiful. So that's where I was at at that time. The perfect rounded integrative medicine approach, really. By the sounds of it, that's the kind of doctor he is. He integrates. He is. Yeah. Absolutely. What ultimately, after I spent dollars going to the craniosacral guy, I went back and we sat in the doctor's office and we Googled together and we came up with keep taking that zinc, keep taking the BB, keep taking uh, the magnesium glycinate. And I then heard of a mushroom called lion's mane and I started to look at herbal as well and I asked him well what do you reckon maybe St John's wort tincture so once I got onto the lion's mane it's like the whole thing knits together for me and I've been now for a good couple of years and the last definitely the last 18 months I'm symptom free amazing and some days I don't take anything and you know, I might just take the lion's man. Wonderful, Gail. I've been working with herbs for a very long time and I believe that they tell us when we need to take it. So it's more intuitive when you start to be symptom-free and when you start to, you know, be on a roll with your health, you instinctively and intuitively know what you need to not take for a while and what then what when it calls you again, you know. Absolutely agree with you with that. Uh, one thing that I have to acknowledge as well, Over 33 years ago, I started a meditation practice. That was very helpful for me because when you go into that state, it's a a theta or alpha state, you're very receptive and you're very relaxed. And when I'd get an attack, I'd sit. I'd just immediately stop and I would focus right in and the symptom would go through mind control. And that's got to be acknowledged in what what I went through as well. You know, that was part of the management for what I was experiencing. Thanks for sharing that because everything's important. And that kind of leads me to this question that I have to ask everyone is, what other lifestyle changes besides just taking supplements? Have you attempted diet, you know, meditation, you've just said, um, exercise routines, like what? Has there been anything else that you found? Nothing, um, nothing else because I've lived a very healthy lifestyle diet-wise, exercise, yeah. 
Yeah. I live in, you know, by the beach. Um, on, I was on the beach this morning walking and I swim. And, well, I'm retired now and that's definitely <laughs> a bonus for me mm. because um, I can completely 100% relax, go to sleep. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, but, you know, there's certain compounds, ingredients, elements that are required. Was sex one of them? Shouldn't ask, but you know. No, that... no. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That didn't help. That wasn't one of the medicinal life changes. I'm actually you... sex free. <laughs> Maybe that's no. what's that's what's helping. Who yeah, knows? No. Yeah. Well, it's fascinating to hear people's stories, and this is why I'm so passionate about doing this podcast: is to give people some food for thought and little seeds of wisdom that they may not have thought about when they're dealing with particular yeah. things that's Someone why I wanted thinking. to participate I don't know anybody else that has this but you go online and you do see it's something that affects older women more than men I'm 66 now and you and, that, and it's always on the one side of the body and that's potentially if we're just stabbing in the dark here comes back to what we started talking about about the trauma because older women come from a different generation and there's a lot of trauma in I guess your generation of women that was unprocessed, untapped, it wasn't allowed to yep. be spoken about, pushed down, yes. and so is experienced in the physical form. And so I'm not surprised that mm. it, it, ha- it does happen in old, old, it's older. It's part of my conditioning, like I said, yeah. to be stoic about whatever it is I'm yeah. going through. So I guess in sort of wrapping this up, there may be people listening that maybe don't have the diagnosis that you have, but but have nerve and brain issues, yeah, that are experiencing similar things but haven't yet got your diagnosis. It doesn't really matter either way because the symptoms are symptom. Is there some parting word or tip that you could give to someone about, you know, loving their diagnosis and, and, and what that will look like? Uh, please don't give up. Definitely don't give up. And we have a body. We are here for as long as we're here. And there's no guarantees. (laughs) We may contract something that is going to affect our life and our functioning. You know, none of us know what's going to happen. And do everything you can to live, if you've got pain, to live with that and to find a natural solution. Do not accept what allopathic or the medical profession generally will tell us. You must do this. You must take this, you know, and you'll have to have this operation. They're very well Eastern, you know, medicine or naturopathic solutions to conditions. And my favourite mantra in this whole health game is make sure you're in the driver's seat. The other thing is make sure you're with a doctor who listens to you and respects what you're saying because too many doctors just dismiss us. And we're not bashing doctors. We're just saying there are doctors no, out there. I've have... experienced that many yeah. times. The neurologist, when I went back to him the second time and I told him I've had this you know amazing result from this and this and that I didn't even get to finish it was like oh well if that works for you I was in there like for two minutes literally not interested to know so it's such a great shame it is 
There's many different kinds of doctors and it comes down to also that they know their way and they're not really, the blinkers are on. So yeah, as you say, beautiful parting words, find a doctor that will listen to you, that will actually take you on the journey you want to go down and never give up. Beautiful, excellent parting words, Gail. So I guess you love your diagnosis, don't you? Because you've you've kicked it (laughs) in the dick. I love my um, uh, St. John's wort tincture (laughs) and all all my other stuff. I certainly love that. See, people would listen to that and say St. John's wort isn't that for depression. So why was that one particularly? I feel like I respond well to tinctures. I always have. Anything of the earth, give it to me, please, before you give me those pills. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Gail. I will, uh, if there's any Thanks, links Lainey. that you want people to, to go to, you just send them to me and I'll put them up. Okay. Thanks for sharing, yeah, your, your story. It's quite right. amazing, really. Thanks for listening. The Love Your Diagnosis podcast is proudly produced by me. Well, that was a great little show. In summary of what we just heard today, Gail, all of a sudden in 2014, got these really sharp razor-like spasms under the left side of her tongue after kind of ignoring it because that's kind of what she was used to doing, being stoic, which kind of, you know what, a lot of us really are. We ignore the symptoms um, that are actually causing us a bit of grief and we just hope they go away. They kind of went away for a while and then she was Googling her symptoms like we all do. Doctor, Google's gonna go for the pressure. Anyway, she was Googling her symptoms and discovered that it was a relatively uncommon facial neuralgia. What she was diagnosed with after she did a few tests and found a really good doctor that she trusted was trigeminal neuralgia, also known as glossopharyngeal neuralgia. I think I got it. Also, what she found out was that it was quite common in older women, more than men, actually. The great thing about Gail's story is that her neurologist basically wanted to put her on anti-epileptic medication, which is quite a common treatment that doctors do when neuralgia happens. But she was just, I think when she saw epilepsy, she went, fuck no, I'm not, and looked at side effects. She was just like, nah, not doing it. Then with her doctor, they Googled what would actually help. And with a cocktail of lion's mane, zinc, and some B vitamins, lots of meditation, Gail gained control of the spasms that were coming from her brain. You've always got a choice. That is what this Love Your Diagnosis podcast is about, is celebrate that choice. And her parting words to you were, if I just remind you, is find a doctor that actually cares and that you really mesh with because that's so, so important to have a professional that has your back. If you enjoyed today's show, at this stage, all you have to do is listen and tell your friends about it because there could just be a story on here that they've got diagnosed with or that they can relate to where they get to think outside the square. And a few seeds might be planted in their brains about other ways of dealing with it besides just what the original diagnosis and prognosis is. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn a little bit more about other options for what you can utilize for your wellness journey, click on the link below to the Happy Herb Company. They've got lots of amazing products to assist in getting you started in your wellness journey. Thanks again for listening. I'm Lainey Chait.